Hello, and welcome to the Road from Emmaus podcast. I'm Jason Lowe, joined by Andrew Chow, and we are two totally ordinary Catholic guys hoping to share our journeys. Like the disciples on the road to Emmaus, we've each encountered Christ in our lives. Join us as we talk about what comes next. Today, Andrew and I just spend an episode catching up with each other on Lent. We talk about how we prepared for Lent, if we prepared at all, and our thought process behind what we're giving up. Lent isn't just about fasting, though, so we also talk about prayer and almsgiving. Finally, Andrew reflects on how he's taken his faith almost a little too seriously lately, and our need sometimes to recenter our faith on finding joy. Do you know that feeling when you're told not to do something, and then after you agree to not do it, like the feeling of wanting to do it just comes back like a hundred times stronger? Like like the fact that we can't go outside now, even though I never used to go outside. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good example, actually. I didn't, that. I didn't even realize how relevant this, uh, this was to the whole COVID situation. Um, I was just thinking about, so like this last week since Lent started, yeah. I have no reason uh, behind it or anything, but like the Gloria just keeps playing in my head and different versions of the Gloria. Hmm. And like, obviously, as you, as you may or may not know, um, for the listeners, I know, you know, uh, obviously we don't sing the Gloria during mass for Lent. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like literally since Ash Wednesday, it's just the, the one that we used to listen to in London, the one that, um, the, the different ones that I listen to here, uh, locally in Markham. And in Toronto, like they just keep playing in my head and it's really, really annoying. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's ever happened to you. Uh, not specifically to the Gloria, but definitely just like that, that um, when things are, are taken away, all of a sudden you want them. Um, it, it's like it's so many examples in my life, you know, like especially with having moved uh, away from Vancouver to live on my own. Um, that was like, oh man, like I want to spend so much time with my family. And then like, I went back to spend several months with my family in the summer and I was like, oh man, like where's my time alone? And it's just like, (laughs) every, every time there's something, there's something, there's something you want that's like, grass is always greener. It seems like, but I guess that's like slightly different from what you're saying, but it's kind of slightly. I was just going to say, maybe that's more of a reflection of your personality than it is. You're right. (laughs) But, um, you know, on the topic of things being taken away, I think that's a, a big theme in Lent in general. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to spend a bit of time just sharing about our Lenten journey so far this past week. And yeah, um, I mean, we'll, we'll start with the easy one here. I'll talk about kind of what I, I gave up for Lent and it, I, I'll i just go with it. Um, so, so for me, I, I gave up quote unquote distractions from work. Um, so uh, it's not that like, you know, my productivity is impacted or anything during work. Um, but I found that I I think it it would be valuable for me to try to be more present to Mm. the things that, um, I'm, I'm working on in a particular moment. And so, you know, obviously I'm using work as an example, but I find that I can probably extrapolate this sometimes to like my conversations with people, with friends and, um, and family and just being more present in a particular, uh, moment. Right. Um, and during work, uh, I constantly, you know, I have a, I have a podcast running on in the background. I have oh. music going on in the background. Uh, if I'm really, really, like, if I really don't have to focus on my work kind of thing and I can just be automatic, I'll pull like 
I'll pull up a show and, and throw it on another monitor kind of thing. So I've, I've stopped that for Lent um, and generally trying not to message people as well. Um, if, if, if I find like that would be quote unquote, that would fall into a distra- uh, the category of being distracted. So if you message me about like your biking again, like during work hours, I'm just going to ignore you for <laughs> the entire day <laughs> as a heads up. Um, but yeah, like, and then uh, obviously since then, it's actually been like more difficult than I anticipated to like not listen to my sports podcast while I'm working. But yeah, yeah that's how my, Lent is, how my Lent is going so far. Um, yeah, it's funny that we're starting with what we're giving up because I haven't actually figured out what I'm going to give up and where yeah. we begin now. You mentioned, uh, yeah. Yeah, so it's really interesting because um, I think it always it always had been like very clear like particular vices that like you know I need to move away from. Um, but even now, like not to say that I'm living a life free of vice or anything like that, but even those things that do come up, it's it's been a lot more of a like reflection of like different things that have happened in my life, and then you know um, moving away from God, and then that being the sin that kind of um, is my like. It's weird to call it a go-to, but just like my my default, right. in a sense. Um, but so so it hasn't been really easy for me. Um, but I think it was interesting because we talked a little about this too. Because I was saying I was talking a little bit about how um, you know I feel a lot more called towards the like doing something more rather than the giving something up. And we had a bit of a conversation about this, but um, you know, briefly, it, it's interesting because. Um, they really are two sides of the same coin, I feel. Mm. Um, and I, I, I think that, you know, being um, a Catholic going into Lent, um, the purpose, I think, is something that oftentimes we lose sight of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so regardless of which way you want to think about it, oftentimes I feel we just get so caught on the practice of giving something up, right? Uh, like I, I was speaking with a, an old colleague the other day, and, and he knows that I'm Catholic and he just like, his first thing was like, what are you giving up for Lent? Yeah. And I'm like, that's our default, you know? Um, so the same thing happened to me. Uh, I was yeah. messaging my, like my coworker and he was also like, cause he knows I'm Catholic. He, he was like, what are you giving up for Lent? So, yeah. Yeah. It's just interesting. Right. Um, and I don't think it's a bad thing, but I feel like, you know, we need to really remember. And I think um, <laughs> back to our favorite uh, preacher who we've been away from for a while, Bishop Robert Barron, mm-hmm. um, his homily on Sunday was actually really good talking about, you know, the point of the fasting, the point of the giving up being to kind of be more awake to those things that bring us closer to God. Right. Um, so, you know, you know, fast from something of the world so that you can be more aware of those things for God. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I feel like, you know, that's maybe just a general call out for everyone, right? Whether you've given something up already or not to think about, okay, you know, why am I giving this up? Is it just because it's something that I uh, need to give up for health um, or whatever reason? I don't think there's necessarily a bad reason in that sense, but what's the part two, right? What's the call to, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, the whole the whole point of giving up something is to enable yourself to to like to point yourself more towards God, which is yeah. essentially a, a poor a poorly worded version of what Bishop Robert Barron said. Yeah. Um, and you know, on you know, for those who weren't reading our, our WhatsApp chat, um, basically, yeah, the conversation that Andrew and I had like a week ago was just like, um, there's this whole I don't know if it's it's probably dramatic to call it a movement, 
Um, but I have noticed kind of, you know, people swaying towards over the last five years or so, um, this idea of doing something new for Lent instead. Mm. Um, and, I, you know, I, I, I actually don't think there is anything wrong with that. I think it's great, um, you know, to take this time in the same way to be able to, you know, if that something new is pointing yourself towards Christ, mm-hmm. there's obviously that's a great thing, right? To, to, to take on that um, and embark on that journey um, over, over the 40 days. And, you know, maybe that's starting a new prayer. Um, yeah. You know, some, uh, you and I just started this um, consecration to consecration to Saint Joseph yeah. uh, a couple days before Lent started, um, and so that could be something like that as well. Um, but yeah, like you know, not to rehash the point too much, but I think there really is um, there needs to be a reminder that um, kind of the purpose of Lent, as you've already said, is to kind of uh, sacrifice something, um, and I think a, a beautiful way of, of kind of putting a reason behind that is to um is to bishop robert Barron's point of you know cutting something off in terms of worldly attachment so that you can bring yourself closer to christ yeah yeah absolutely and i think another great thing um, from the homily like everyone it's not long i really encourage you guys to check it out um is also the reminder that it's not just the fasting right i was kind of alluding to it earlier when i said it's interesting that everyone defaults to that question but um you know it's it's all three of prayer alms and uh and uh, fasting right that i that i um often forget about honestly myself even um and it's it's interesting because i think it's easy enough for me at this point to pick up like okay what's the more intense prayer going to be or new prayer going to be, right? So knowing that, like, that's something I need to do, right? So whether for me, I'm thinking about, okay, there's the consecration of St. Joseph, that's something new for me, which is good, but also what habit can I kind of reinvigorate? And, and for me, I've kind of fallen off a little bit praying the office of the readings, uh, mm-hmm. office readings, so that could be a good thing for me to get back into uh, during Lent. But then the almsgiving, that's like, that's the hard one for me, because uh, it's not something that comes to me really naturally, right? Um, the the works of mercy, like uh, like Bishop Barron uh, brought up, but just in general, that those uh, more tangible acts of charity, say, um, aren't things that really come naturally to me at this point. I'm in the same boat, um, and, you know, I'm sure many of our listeners are too. Almsgiving is typically the third part of the whole Lent thing that mm-hmm. uh, people usually forget about. And I mean, I think part of it is just how we're brought up or, or taught even. It's yeah. kind of like, you know, like you said, <laughs> it's not like our coworkers asked us, what are you giving alms for, for Lent? It was, yeah, no, it's yeah. what, what did you give up for Lent, right? Um, and sorry, just before I forget, uh, this past Sunday, as you alluded to, was February 21st. So I assume that's the Bishop Robert Barron homily you were, look- you were yeah. referencing. So that's the one if you guys want to look that up. Um, February 21st, 2021, in case anyone is still listening to this, beyond <laughs> 2021. Um, yeah, but the, with the almsgiving thing, it, it, it's, I, I think this year probably is the first year that I've actually done something in that sense. Oh yeah? Um, yeah, yeah. So my girlfriend and I, we just talked about it last week. We were like, what should we do? And then we were like, let's donate to this. And <laughs> that's, that's kind of it. So I, I, I don't know. Like, I mean... You know, on one hand, it feels like, um, you know, we just kind of talked about it and uh, there wasn't, you know, it's not like we prayed about it or anything. Yeah. Um, but I think it is just recognizing that, like, you know, this is um, a way of us giving thanks in terms of just how we've been given, um, you know, blessings and, and, and you know, better fortune, basically. Yeah. yeah. And this is our way of trying to give back, even though we kind of just 
decided within the span of 15 minutes yeah um, at least it's a first step i don't know oh, i don't think there's anything wrong with that right mm-hmm. like it, it's uh i feel like it's such a temptation just on a slightly different topic like to, to think like oh everything needs to be like discerned about for yeah, like six months right, right? but mm-hmm. like there are some decisions that are quick and that's fine um but that's awesome because like for me I, I mean um one thing that's kind of come up for me recently quite a few times and and i'm really i'm trying to find a way to do it that's actually charity and not just like so charity in the sense of like love for the other person mm-hmm. and not just like me making myself feel better for for doing something um, particularly because of the area that I live in. So I live close to St. Lawrence Market um, in downtown Toronto, and there are a decent number of homeless people around, who live around where I am. And, and particularly right now, it is a difficult time for them. Right? So I walk by them on my way to uh, the cathedral or from going to St. Stephen's Chapel for confession. I'll, I'll walk by a bunch of them in this, this kind of tent community, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, what can I do for them that isn't just me kind of you know, like to put it metaphorically, not just me walking over, holding out like a bag of cash and be like, here you go peasants, right? Like, because honestly, I feel like that's that's the temptation so much in our society is like, okay, like I'm going to do these things. I feel good about myself for mm-hmm. me, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than like, what can I do that's actually loving them as individuals? Um, so I, I've spent a lot of time thinking about that. One thing I've done, which maybe I'll, I'll, I'll kind of find a way to, to incorporate a little bit more is, I bought a box of granola bars okay. um, for me to bring with me when I go out. And then mm-hmm. I'm trying to find a way, okay, what can I do with not just like here eat, but like yeah. I can actually like have a conversation with them yeah. and do so in a way that that is uh, actually healthy. But this is, it's scary though, honestly. I'm really scared actually about yeah, the Yeah, no, good for you. Thing. Good for you. Yeah. Um, knowing my personality type, you know, I, I don't know that I would ever actually be able to do that. Uh, but yeah, like just hearing from friends who who do do that, you know, a friend of ours um, in the seminary, he's he's pretty well versed with just you know going out on um, on the streets and um, interacting with the homeless, and I think he would probably definitely say just you know having a conversation with them. Obviously, <laughs> they just they already do appreciate the act of generosity itself, but to be recognized and seen and heard as a human being, which is yeah you know we take it for granted like obviously whenever i used to walk um the streets of downtown toronto pre-covid uh to work like they're everywhere right um yeah. homeless people and um we probably don't realize that from their perspective they're seeing hundreds if not thousands of people walk by them every single day and not not paying them any kind of attention so i think yeah. holding even a two minute three minute conversation if not longer is already a, is already a huge step so good for you for yeah. thinking of that yeah, well, hopefully I can follow through. I'm kind of bringing it up here to give myself a move <laughs> yeah, to actually say, do it. You can't, you can't <laughs> shrink back from it now, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe that'll be my almsgiving. But yeah, the the fasting piece, that's that's still kind of drawing a blank for me at this point in terms of like what to fast on. But maybe maybe I'll ask my fiance. Like she'll, she'll definitely have some, some ideas of things that she can stop doing. Many worldly attachment things that you can, yeah. you can cut yourself off from. I definitely. actually wanted to talk about that a bit more um, since we still have a bit of time because... Uh, for me, I uh, like you, you. You just talked about how, like, you know, there's a big temptation sometimes to like, oh, like we have to <laughs> discern about this big thing for six months or whatever, and make this huge decision-making process and involve the Holy Spirit and pray to God about it. But on the other hand, on the other end of the spectrum, like I feel like Lent kind of just creeped up on me, mm-hmm. and you know, I, it was probably like, yeah, I think it was literally two days before Ash Wednesday. And I was like, oh, shoot, it's Ash Wednesday in two days. <laughs> Lent is starting in two days, and I need to start thinking about when, when I need to give up. Yeah. And I think there's a, there's a danger of laziness there, too, where um, 
you know, we, we should still be reverent and prayerful about Lent in, in some yeah. kind of way, right? And yeah. so um, I definitely want to just call myself out in that way where, I, I, you know, Lent probably shouldn't have creeped up on me like that. Yeah, I, I think um, it, it's tough to really assess, right? Um, because I think it's, that's also kind of the point of Lent to me in some senses, is that reminder and that recentering when you do get so busy that you forget to think about mm-hmm. the Lord. Um, and in that sense, like if it creeps up on you two days before, well, it's a good thing that it caught to, got to you now and not two months from now when you just let that business keep going. Right. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you know, um, who's to say what's better or worse, you know? Um, but I definitely think that, um, and one of the things that my spiritual director says to me all the time is he says, like, you know, as we grow in the spiritual life, we grow to realize that everything from everything that happens in our life is a gift. Like, um, and I know I've mentioned that right. a couple times yes. before, yeah, once, I think. but, but, um, but definitely, you know, even in that sense, that thought, that idea of donating to whichever place, um, you guys are donating to, which you, took you 15 minutes to come up with, mm-hmm. um, you know, that is a gift in the same way, really, that six months of discernment to a decision is a gift, right? So mm-hmm. I feel like there, there's that as well, where definitely if we don't have that clarity, we want to give you know, ourselves time to find that clarity with what the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean the Holy Spirit can't just like hit us it's on true. the head and be like, hey, figure it out. You know, this yeah. is it. I mean, yeah, part of our faith is definitely just believing that, you know, in some ways you can be so attuned with God or, you know, attuned with the Holy Spirit or you'll have invited the Holy Spirit into your life so much that like in a particular moment when you're not expecting it or like, you know, focused discern- and discerning about a particular thing, the Holy Spirit could be guiding you anyway, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So uh, a couple Lent-related PSAs. Um, I actually found out just last week that the official age of abstaining... F- wait, no, of the, the official age of fasting, um, and you might have already known this because you're nerdy and I'm not, um, the age range is 18 to 59. And the reason why I was looking into this is because, um, so my mom, uh, she was lucky and uh, she was able to get her second COVID vaccine um, nice. on Ash Wednesday. And so I was, I was just a little worried for her because, you know, it's known that like if you, the second dose of the vaccine mm-hmm. um, is going to have like, it's going to lead to a stronger reaction from your body. So I was worried that, like, if she was getting her second dose on Ash Wednesday on the and same day eating. that she had to fast, then, like, you know, was that going to have yeah. any kind of effects? Um, so I just looked at or my friend actually helped me look it up. And, yeah, apparently the, the age of fasting is 18 to 59. The age of abstinence from meat is 14 and upwards, though. So mm-hmm. um, just a few did you knows, because I did not know. Um, obviously, <laughs> you know, while, while we're on that topic, you know, if you're fasting and you're either under the age of 18 or above the age of 59 like you know that's just kind of the quote unquote what's in black and white but that doesn't mean you can't still and this is what my mom was saying to me she was saying that like well if i can still do it then i'm still going to do it and i was like yeah of course active faith and everything yeah yeah um yeah so did you want to say something i i had a related psa um is that the feast of saint joseph is on march 19th and because that's a Friday, but it's also a feast day. You don't need to abstain okay. or fast. So everyone can look forward to one Friday off this, this Lent. Um, and, so uh, yeah, I was ready to move on from Lent, but uh, I have a longstanding question that I want your opinion on or like what you, what you usually do. Do you um, 
stop your f- fast on Sundays? Um, or I know, like I know. Oh, you know I know. What, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. So, like, what are you what are you giving up, right? Yeah. Um, I think there was one year that I did, and it felt really weird. Um, so, so the reason why for everyone else, but the reason why Jason's bringing this up is that um, we are always told the forty days in the desert, and Lent is to kind of um, mimic that for the forty days. But if you actually do a count um, from Ash Wednesday to Easter, I think it's forty six days. Something. Um, like something like that. Uh, and the reason why is that they don't count Sundays. Um, so if you take away the Sundays of of, uh, of Lent, then you have forty days of Lent. Uh, I think it was actually the three days until Ash Wednesday were added um, by one of the popes to make it an even forty. Anyways, there's there's me proving Jason right when he says I'm nerdy. But um, so um, yeah, I, I think I, I did it one year um, where I was like, oh, I don't need to give that up on this day of the week. Mm-hmm. I, I think it really depends on what you're giving up and why. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think it's 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 one thing if it's a I'm going to cut out this worldly attachment that is a healthy worldly attachment, but I'm doing this so that I can um, love you more in a different way, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say that you have these beautiful morning walks that you just love having every morning, and you're like, you know what? For Lent, instead of my morning walks, I'm going to do a morning holy hour um, for you. And then on Sundays, you still do your walk. Like, I don't think that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But if it's, you know, I'm giving up junk food, which is just unhealthy for me, or if I'm giving up social media because it's, like, taking away from my ability to, like, be present to other people at all, mm-hmm. right? Then, like, okay, maybe not, you know? Because then, then you're just looking forward to the Sunday your whole week. And then it's kind of, it's like, um, I was watching this other video when this, this uh, priest was saying, like, if you give up chocolate for, East, for, for Lent and then on Easter, you just gorge yourself. Like, what was the point? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, I think it depends on what you're giving up and why. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I've, I've always just been raised as like, yeah, just give up what you're giving up for the full duration of Lent. And then yeah. I, like, I, I'd never heard anything different until, I don't know, I was like, I think probably like first year university or something. And my friend was just like, yeah, I'm having my thing that I gave up for Lent today. And I'm just like, but it's still Lent. <laughs> yeah. So that was the first time, that was the first time I ever encountered that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so that's our stuff on Lent. I think. Um, I mean, hopefully everyone is having a, a blessed Lent so far. It's only been um, it's only been a week in, um, and hopefully you find your way to to figuring out what it is that you want to fast from. Yeah. Um, you you were telling me recently about uh, about recentering your your faith on on finding joy. You want yeah. To talk about that a bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So basically, what happened was uh, I went to confession. I think um, last week or the week before. Um, and it was really interesting because when I went, um, <laughs> I think the priest literally said, listen to yourself. And I think he, he said that in kind of a way of like, man, like you're so serious. And like, he was so joyful in the confessional. Right. But he's, it was kind of like, Hey, like, listen to this kid. Who does he think he is? Right. Um, and I kind of realized like it, it was true. Like I, I was taking myself very seriously, um, mm-hmm. in the sense of like, you know, like, oh, like, this is something I said I would do, and, like, and that became the point. So, in particular, it was, like, pursuing knowledge, right? So, you know, over the course of the last year, I've been able to learn lots of things. It's been great, praise God. Mm-hmm. But I kind of let that get away from me in terms of, like, oh, like, the learning became, like, so important. The knowledge became so important. Um, and where it really came out for me was a conversation I think I had with my dad when he was asking me a fairly innocent and genuine question, and I was, like, frustrated that he wasn't getting what I was saying to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, like, 
I went to confess that I was like, oh, like I lacked patience. I wasn't able to, you know, you know, share lovingly. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was kind of like, get over yourself, you know, um, in different words. Um, and, and I kind of realized, because especially because of the way he delivered it, that it was so joyful. He was like, look, man, I, he said stuff like, I have my PhD um, in theology. I'm writing these, like, writing these papers on Marian theology. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't get it twisted. Like, I know my stuff. But when I talk to my mom about the faith, I'm not telling her about my paper. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like that's fair, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then that really brought me back to why did I dive back in? Anyways, it almost as an extension of our last two episodes. Um, the thing that really drew me in just as a feeling relationship kind of thing was um, seeing our community when we were Western um, and there was so much just joy and peace. Right. And, yeah. and that was what really drew me in. I was like, yeah. wow, like I've really lost sight of that because of all these other beautiful things and they are beautiful, but I've lost sight of that core piece of like that joy that comes from reuniting with God. Right. Yeah. Sometimes I think, um, we can be a little bit too down on ourselves, right? Like, there's that temptation there. And in many ways, that's also probably uh, the devil speaking to us, just being like, hey, you suck, right? You can't get over <laughs> your sins. You can't yeah. you can't pick yourself back up. Like, you're never going to be good enough for God. Um, oh, man, there was there was this one time where I was in confession with a priest, and, like, he basically said the exact same thing, that, like, yeah, the devil is probably saying it to you and whatever. But then he was like, I don't know, like, he was kind of like, role-playing it and he was like whispering it really loudly and it was just really strange like I could like not keep my face straight um anyway it was effective because clearly now I remember it so at least there's that but um yeah like we can definitely it's very easy for us to get too down on ourselves and to be to take ourselves too seriously and I mean as as all things go in life like I think there's a healthy balance that's associated you don't want to be too um to have too much levity or anything when it comes to your faith, your relationship with Christ. Um, on one hand, Christ says we should act like, you know, um, have a childlike countenance. So that there's that. On the other hand, um, you know, we can't be irresponsible and loose and everything. So, I, I yeah. mean, for me, yeah, that's just what it comes down to is there's always just going to have to be that healthy balance that has to be struck. Yeah, definitely. And and it was really great that that came for me, especially around this time. Is It was really a way for me to rebalance, like I, like I was saying to you. Um, and kind of remind myself, like, you know, um, all this knowledge is beautiful and it's good, but I can't, you know, lose sight of the goal, right? Um, it's um, one of those things, right? My spiritual director also says all the time, like, the devil never gives us a break. Um, and it's like almost that definition of vice being an overreach of the good, right? So, like, mm-hmm. if he can't tempt you with doing the wrong thing, he'll tempt you with doing the right thing in the wrong way, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, pursuing this knowledge about God, it's a good thing to do. But the way I was doing it was kind of infecting some other parts of my life. And and that obviously wasn't great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And even on the topic of like, you know, on on sin and vice, it's another thing um, another confessor was saying to me was just like, you know, if you keep thinking about it, like it's just going to be top of mind for you and you're not going to be able to avoid it, right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So it's truly just, and I think that really speaks to what you're saying about like finding joy, right? Yeah. Finding joy and hope um, in Christ is is the medicine to a lot of these kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right, so I think that was, uh, we, we've gone back to a shorter episode th- this week um, and, and, you know, hopefully just, you know, discussing Lent and, and our little knowledge bits about, uh, about the Lenten PSAs that we gave um, and this little bit about you know uh, finding joy in Christ, remembering that we need to uh, keep that as part of our as part of our faith and our relationship is is definitely really important. So mm-hmm. hopefully this was enlightening. Um, as always, you can find us on Spotify, uh, on YouTube, um, and also now on Fountain of Love and Life. 
Um, and I think that's it. No, oh, actually, before we sign off, uh, a quick teaser. So our next episode, we do have something really exciting lined up. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say. So we'll just leave it at that. Leave it at that. I'm really good <laughs> at this, clearly. And I totally plan. What a cliffhanger. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes, be excited. Look forward to our next episode. It is great. It is great. Uh, something different from what we've done so, to this point, and uh, and you'll have more reason to listen than than, than you are normal. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for picking me up there. <laughs> All right. Hear from you guys next time. Bye, everyone. <laughs>